pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, this week on the podcast, I have one of my favorite podcasters, host of Totally Lame, beautiful, hilarious, wonderful, fantastic, Elizabeth Lame. Um, I will plug her stuff again at the end of the show, but if you're not listening to the podcast, Totally Lame, you should. It's amazing. She also has a new podcast with her husband, Andy, called Totally Married. Very good. Go to totallylame.com, and that's lame, L-A-I-M-E. Uh, she's wonderful. We we talked about a lot of stuff on this podcast and um, had, a real, had a real ball. So please enjoy. Go podcast. So basically, I graduated from college. I was 20. I moved to West Hollywood to pursue my dreams. <laughs> um, of being near um, doggy bakeries and brunch. Brunch, mostly. And it was like New York or L.A. Right. New York or L.A. And I picked L.A. And I moved down. And, oh yeah, while I was in college, um, like both of my parents died. So that was... Oh, jeez. I was pretty alone. I was like pretty... <laughs> <laughs> I was really what, alone. Um, what, 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 how far apart? How did they... Ten die? months apart. Camps. Yeah. And heart attack. And your so, mom had cancer? Mm-hmm. And your, what kind of cancer? Pancreatic. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I know you lost your mom to cancer. Yeah, ovarian. Oh. Yeah. Your, our moms are probably playing on some sort of softball team in heaven. <laughs> was your mom a lesbian, too? <laughs> no, she wasn't. Was your mom a lesbian? No. Oh. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, I bet they're hanging out. I bet they're doing brunch. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, so. Anyway. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this, was that it? No. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, so, so I moved to West Hollywood. It, this is relevant because I was so alone that like the first guy I met who showed any interest in me, I invited to move in with me. I met him at a bar. We made <laughs> out. I, I like invited him to move in with me. How, how soon? How soon after? I mean, in my mind, it was like the next day, but I think it was probably like three or four weeks later. Right. So pretty fast. Basically the next day. Wow. And um, did he need help? Well, it turns out he, okay, he was an actor and also a tennis pro and <laughs> <laughs> a musician. And a, and a pathological liar. <laughs> And a pathological liar. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. I need yes. to stop interjecting. Oh, no, oh, but man. he really was. Um, like, he told me this story about um, he, like, he looked a lot like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I feel like I'm like, okay. Uh, he told me the story about how he came out to LA because he was discovered because Armani was doing this campaign to find the next Tom Cruise to dress. And this is when like mission impossible something was coming out. And so they found him in like East Texas where he was from, flew him out to LA, dressed him. He was at the premiere. Like this story got so elaborate over time. Like he told it to me the first time. I was like, cool. Um, then he would tell me, like, when Limp Biscuit came on, he, he would be like, these guys are so great. And I was like, how do you know them? And he was like, they were at the Mission Impossible. They did the, the song for Mission Impossible, which they did. Right. Um, he told me once that, like, a flight attendant recognized him on the flight and was like, hey, you, I recognize you from the billboard that Armani did that was, like, the next Tom Cruise that was on Sunset Boulevard. Right. Or maybe it was Hollywood Boulevard. It would always change because he was fucking lying about it. Oh, no. And I would know he was lying, and I would be embarrassed. Like, there were times I would be like, why did you tell my sister that you got up to the producer-level auditions for That's So Raven? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would know if that was happening and oh, he was like lies, weird priorities weird uh. yeah and he would be like I did don't you remember last week and I would be like no you were so like he would convince me that I was crazy oh and this obviously like you guys hadn't and, and didn't like go out for very long so this is these lies must have been very close together no we did though oh no <laughs> <laughs> well, Elizabeth <laughs> Oh, okay. We lived together uh, for two years. No! <laughs> no I'm dying. And I... No, two so years. So this is what happened. This is what led me to the married man. I... Two years in, I was like going through some... There were He had two boxes in our closet that he hadn't unpacked. And... I mean, I've gone, to, I like, at the, I was so desperate for a family. I, I like wanted to get married and have kids. I was like nannying. Yeah. I was like so desperate. And when I was unpacking his box, he was at work or something. And, um, I found, uh, his wedding album. He had been married and he hadn't told me. Whoa. Okay. And this sounds so, this is true. I know it sounds like a joke, but at that point I was already so kind of like, in my heart of hearts, I knew it wasn't right. I knew I didn't right. love him even. I just, what did What did you enjoy about your relationship with him? Just companionship. Him sliding across the floor in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was he fun? Was he smart? Was he... No, he definitely wasn't smart. And in hindsight, I honestly don't know what it was because he was a nice guy. You know what? The lies aside, he treated me fine. He was nice. Mm -hmm. He meant well. Um, but he didn't have a good sense of humor. So I like faded, right. you know, I don't know if you've experienced that when you're dealing with someone who like, yes, what I have to offer has to be received in order for it to be like live sort of Let's put that on a t-shirt ladies. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> what I have to offer has to be received for, for it to mean. Right. So at that time I was like surrounded by these West Hollywood, you know, star like little actresses who didn't have that much going on upstairs right. not that I'm like a genius but it's a sense of humor thing yeah I forgot that I was funny because it wasn't being received anywhere and with him it definitely wasn't and he was like the star he was the one that had like gotten his SAG card um, <laughs> you know so anyway 
that's what it was. But by the time I found the album, honestly, this sounds so shallow, but his, um, the decorations at his wedding (laughs) (laughs) were like tuxedo balloons. Tuxedo balloons? Like balloons that look like they're wearing little tuxedos? Maybe. I don't know what tuxedo balloons means. Just like the colors of like the tuxedos, like this like slate. Right. I don't know. Like okay, like 80s prom yes, style. It was very okay. 80s prom. It was a dry wedding because they were too young. Yeah. So how could you tell it was a dry wedding? Because I could. I I looked. Right. I think. Right. I was like. I mean, he looked like a, a baby child. And so that must have been so crazy to find it your boyfriend. Was like a relief. Him. It was finally right. something big enough that I could call him on. Yeah. So what I did was he came home from work and I kind of was like, I found this. I don't think this is going to work. Like, you should probably move out. And so I went to Vegas with my friends. <laughs> nice. And it was nice. <laughs> Where was... can I buy this romantic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Exactly. All right. So so you're going to Vegas with your friends. Going to Vegas. And, um, <laughs> with your friends, Kate Hudson and Anne Hathaway. Yes. Um, oh, God. What the fuck is her name? I can't. Catherine Heigl couldn't make it. <laughs> she was invited. Um, so we get there and it's the three, me and my two friends. One of them meets this guy pretty soon after we get there. He has two friends and my friend Michelle and this guy were like very interested in each other. Mm-hmm. The two friends were married and they were like, they're hanging out with just for fun. Right. So me and my friend Nicole kind of hung out with the two married guys, but we went to a club and we partied and we got wasted. And the next thing I remember, I'm like, I need to go. I, I need to go back to my room. And this guy is like, I'll take you. And I was like, nice guy. So we're walking to the room and I'm, I'm like hallway walking with my hands, you know, drunk. <laughs> I do remember looking over at him and being like, how how married how married is this guy? So oh, then no. we get into my hotel room. I like the next thing. Now it comes in like flashes because I was so blackout drunk. But the next thing I know, I'm naked, throwing up, and he's holding my hair. And then the next thing I know, after that, humi- which would be humiliating, but wasn't apparently because I vividly remember being in my own like Pantene commercial <laughs> in the shower and be like come in here please like he's just watching just vomit at your, at your feet so and then the next thing I knew I woke up in a bathrobe my hair was wet I woke up the next morning I'm just I'm naked besides the bathrobe I have no recollection of what happened but there's a note on the bedside table that said uh hey Elizabeth don't worry. <laughs> or nothing happened last night that you need to be worried about. <laughs> uh, so, uh-oh. I do know that. <laughs> and then, so, I was like, well, I'm never going to see this guy again. I, my friend Nicole is there in the room now. And we're going to get something to eat. And we run into Michelle and his guy, her guy. And then both of them. So I'm seeing him again the next morning. And truly nothing happened. I think he really was just being a nice guy and was like, this girl's not going to make it back to her room. Yeah. Nothing happened. But I don't like that I like tried to make it happen, obviously. Now being married, right, right, it's yeah. not my 
um, that's not my proudest moment, but that kind of was, I guess it was just, I was sad and drunk. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's right. So you are, you're married. How soon after that did you get married? Oh, like six years, seven years, a good enough time for it to like go away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I didn't feel that bad. I feel worse about it now. Probably looking back at the time, I was just like, "Eh." um, (laughs) I was just embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I notice this a lot in, uh, or I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily paranoia, but I, I know that when I was like in my early twenties or, or like early in my adventures in dating, mm-hmm. it's hard to respect other people's relationships. Like if you haven't had like a hardcore relationship, like just everybody's like for the picking, it's like, well, you know, yeah, that man looked at me and he says that he has a girlfriend, but I mean, if she was that great, then he wouldn't be doing that. Or like, that's not my fault. That's not my business. But now never, ever, ever, ever. Never. Yeah. That's very true. It changes. I mean, we kind of deal with this. We, we have this new podcast and people write in like for advice Ooh. And we've had a couple of people write in who are, who are the other man or woman. Oh, mm-hmm. And my stance is always like, how could, like, they are to blame just as much as the husband or wife. I mean, maybe not just as much, but, like, then my, Andy's like, but why? They, they're not married. They don't have to respect, like, marriage and what it means. Like, who's to say they have to respect that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you got me, but I just still think it's so wrong. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree yeah. with you or I agree with that initial reaction. It's not probably the healthiest relationship for yourself to get into either. Yes. Because yeah, I mean, you're also, yeah, you're hurting yourself. You're disrespecting yourself by joining in on that. Yeah. Being cool with that. Yeah. 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 Because it's neither gonna either he'll leave his wife or whatever, and then you'll never trust him. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Although I think that they're, I mean, certainly Tori and Dean are making a run of things. <laughs> so <laughs> I stand corrected. No, but I do think I would not want to be in a relationship that started with infidelity. No, yeah. Like, you would never trust that person. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I think that also like for the reason that aside from like not being able to trust somebody, I think that the big thing that holds a lot of those relationships together is the adrenaline of and the drama that comes yeah. along with being the other person. Like it makes everything more romantic mm-hmm. and people you can you can lie to yourself and you can say like, well, you know, the gods chose this love and that this is more powerful. And meanwhile, there's somebody who is probably uh doting even more on their loved one because they've kind of withdrawn right and is just and is just like (laughs) innocently standing by and is loving this person right who is being a fuck yeah yeah well i do feel in all of the affairs i've had in my marriage it does (laughs) it is nice feeling like oh this person loves me more because they have this other person at home and they're choosing me (laughs) <laughs> and vice versa. So you only have affairs with people who are involved? 
Yeah, you that's Ash- a rule. You Ashley Madison it? That's sort of a rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've never cheated. Ever. I mean, I tried. <laughs> God knows I tried um, in that one instance. But yeah. I don't know. I, that's a hard issue because I'm not, I'm not mad at young Elizabeth in that story. You're not? No. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not necessarily mad at anybody. I think that it's, like I said, I think that's very self-destructive. I mean, I, I've talked on this podcast before about how my my last relationship, my boyfriend started seeing somebody while we were still together. And I think about that other woman pretty frequently, mm-hmm. but not in a... Do you know, do you like know her? Yeah. Well, I, they, they work together or like, I don't know if they still work together, but they work together. So I, oh, I had met her boy. and it started with him telling me that uh, she had, she had pulled him aside and said that I was mean to her. And I was, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I wasn't mean to her. And then I was kind of like by myself and I was like, wait, what would be the context of her saying that I was mean to her? Like what? It, I mean, right. so like she, she, she was divisive in her own way. I don't know the details about when their relationship started. Things have been told have come back to me, whatever. Um, for all intents and purposes, their relationship kind of started, um, they where she was the other person um but they've been they've now been together for over a year but i i actually i ran into them at a party and uh like a christmas party and it was the first time that i had like seen them i mm-hmm. guess um in over a year and i <laughs> i i i was talking to somebody and i turned and they were standing there and my first impulse was to hug her but not not even like an, a cathartic thing I was just like hey just because you know she she's such was such like a prominent figure in my in your, yeah, yeah t- had yeah. taken up so much space that I was like hey and then everyone was just kind of confused and yeah, totally. <laughs> we all dispersed very strange well I, speaking to the um her saying that you were mean to her that is I talk about this on our uh, married podcast a lot I have like really maybe conservative but concrete views on this Mm -hmm. most affairs begin when there's a betrayal in the relationship that is okay a a man and a woman are together Mm -hmm. either the man or the woman shares an intimacy with someone of the opposite sex outside of the relationship that normally would be shared in the relationship so whether it's like oh we got into a fight last night about this this and this or Right. Like anything or even you like, mean, like confiding in somebody, confiding in someone. Okay. It's it's just sharing any intimacy. Mm-hmm. And a good example of this is my friend's husband. This is how innocent it can seem. And it was innocent. But mm-hmm. like you can see how things like this can mushroom very easily. Right. My friend's husband, uh, they had a party and her friend came to the party and they were talking about words with friends. And my friend's husband signed up for it. <laughs> and so we'll call her friends Kathy and the husband Tim. So Kathy and Tim start playing words with friends. And then it becomes like a lot. And he'd be <laughs> playing it like while they're having like family time. Ah. And then one time he called, she called him at work and he was like, she heard the little like bling. And she's like, are you playing this at work? And then they were lying in bed one night and she knows that he's texting. And she's like, can you text over that? And he was like, yeah, like you can communicate over words with friends. Right. 
And that made her really uncomfortable. And she was like, I don't like that you're spending so much time with all of this. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Right. And that you're texting my friend so much and, like, spending so much energy. And then, so he was like, okay, well, I'll stop or whatever. And she's like, okay. So then her friend and her were talking a couple, couple days later. And she was like, oh, have you been playing Words with Friends with Tim? And her friend was like, well, I would tell you, but I don't want him to get in trouble. Oh. So that's that intimacy, like, that Tim shared with Kathy that right. was a betrayal. Yeah. Um, that's how these things start. So, like, something that can seem so innocent, and it, of course it was, but, like, it's still a betrayal, and most affairs start that way. Right. And that's that's hard to know. I know, like, when when that stuff... Like and and I I know that my ex boyfriend's relationship I believe started very innocently. Right. Like, I and I would. I mean I, I I would assume I mean I don't I don't know I don't know how exactly I know that you know little little lies started where he was going to like f- he he was going to comedy shows with like guys. He was like, uh, it's a guy's night, but he was going with her. But like, I, oh. I, I think that, um, this is funny, but this is what I, this is what I suspect. And I, I'm, I'm sure this is probably not true. Cause I'm, I'm sure what actually happened. It was a beautiful love story and congrats to them both. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure like I, in our, in our relationship, like I, I had a lot of hangups about, um, body humor and about like fart jokes and stuff and hangups sh- like pro Hangups like not into it. like not into it. Okay, yeah, um, which I've which I've gotten over and have had to because I'm dating Dan Harmon. <laughs> nice, yeah, like that. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. I really like. I I honestly don't really have the. I don't have those hangups anymore. But it was almost like it was almost like a cute thing that a cute motif in our relationship was right. that I. Like he thought it was, or like seemingly like thought it was cute that I was hung up about that stuff. Right. And uh, this this girl who he's now in a relationship with, and they they live together and she like just have dogs all day. Well, she like <laughs> I I mean I think that she she's also also like super sexy and like very like has like like huge boobs and Ugh, has, I hate her. <laughs> Um, I did too. I did too for a little while. I don't, I, I really don't hate her now. I, thank God. I mean, I'm so happy that happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Um, but anyway, she, she's very like sexy and like bodily and like what I bodily, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, like made a lot of like, like poop jokes and stuff, which I would never do. And what I imagine, and and again, this was me just imagining because I don't know for sure, but what I imagine is like them working together and her like coming out of the bathroom and being like, I took a big shit and him being like, uh, okay, you know, my girlfriend, like she right. never, and her being like, really? Like, that's sad. And him being like, you know what? I think it is. <laughs> and then right. they started fucking on the floor or something. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> probably what happened. Yeah. No, I can see that. All those scenarios. Ugh. I like when I met her, like as far as like being being mean, when I met her was at a party at a Fourth of July party. And I I walked into my boyfriend's apartment and she was she was there already because she was like hanging out with everyone. And um, 
and this I, I b- believe this is before anything started happening happening at all but I walked in and she came up to me and she was wearing this like like really like sexy like cut off top and in my imagination like the bottom of her boobs are hanging up I don't think they were but like <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining like Yasmin Bleef like right, yeah. <laughs> running in and I was wearing I, I I I bought this like brand new anthropology dress that uh that looked like and if you don't know what anthropology is, it's like a nice uh, just turn this off right now. <laughs> then I don't want your listenership <laughs> if you don't know what anthropology is. Uh, anthropology is like a like a like a higher end like dress shop and they have cute things and it's it's for it's for cute pretty ladies who want to mm-hmm. dress like dolls. And I I bought this really pretty white dress that made me look like a doll and I Aww. I had on like fake eyelash that makes it sound cheap all of a sudden and then I had fake on uh, on fake eyelashes but anyway like I put a lot of effort into looking, looking adorable yes because the the fourth of July party that we were going to was a work party for my boyfriend's work and so it was like this this fancier thing and I also just wanted to look very pretty and I came in and she she walked up to me and she was like who are you and I was like Oh, oh I am. You. <laughs> I was like, this is my boyfriend's apartment. Um, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, oh, but weird. I, but I knew, but I knew who she was. Right. Um, and again, this is before the anything happened. Girl. The fart girl. <laughs> uh, but I had never met her before. Um, I knew that like there was this like younger girl that was working at the at the place, and like one of one of my ex boyfriend's friends actually had a crush on her, so I knew who she was. And so I said who I was, and then um, not too long after that, she came up to me, and I like I was making guacamole in the kitchen, or I was I was doing something, and she came up and she's like, "You're really pretty." And oh, I, no. the women who are listening, like men listening to that, would be like, "That's so nice." Yeah, like but- oh, like this, this, she sounds great. Um, it's such a like territorial, territorial. It's, a, it's like a patronizing like judgment call it's similar to when you're doing a scene with someone and afterwards they're i imagine mm-hmm. they're like you did such a great job but it's like in a <laughs> it's an, in a i'm a better actor than you, you and are I'm, really funny yes yeah have a blankie yeah yeah thanks take this take this blankie <laughs> thank you yeah let's get cozy um yeah so i actually speaking to oh no this is like one of my favorite topics i don't know why um I want to talk about like the whole notion of like soulmates because I feel like a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are in affairs are like, but he is the one that God or universe or whatever is chosen for me and for us hallucination. Yeah. For us to not explore this would be like against what's meant. Yeah. All of that stuff is such bullshit. Like to me, you have total control and choice over who you were with. Mm-hmm. like there are better choices and not as good choices some people yeah. are luckier than others that they have like I mean I say this and then I'm like well I the way my husband and I came together I'm like anyone who hears the story is like okay you guys are meant to be together but which I believe What's the story but I don't think that's always um I'll give you the, the abridged we were friends in grade school in St. Louis huh. um I had a huge crush on him. He moved to Idaho in eighth grade. We each signed our yearbooks, like, from your, I don't know what this means, from your frosty soulmate. (laughs) He moved away, never heard from him. And then 13 years later, um, in the East Village on a Friday night, he saw me on the street. 
and like ran over to me and was like, are you Elizabeth Lame? I'm Andrew Rosen. And uh, oh, wow. we've been together ever since then. I got chills. That's so sweet. Yeah. D- d- dramatic Dustin's losing his mind over there. <laughs> Dustin's, you're going to be okay. <laughs> it's, it's too much for him to handle. I couldn't <laughs> even write it because it's too cheesy and like... That's so sweet. But it was, Your life really is a romantic comedy. It truly the, is. Several. <laughs> several. Um, but having said that, Listen, I have my soulmate, but there's not one out there. <laughs> no, I really think that that is bullshit. I think you can choose who you're with. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not into it. No, I. I mean, there's a choice. Like there, there's a. I've said this before, but like there's, you know, we f- fall into these things, but there's there's a moment. Where you can decide, like, okay, I'm going to stay in love with the person I'm with, or I'm going to entertain this other thing, and it's a it's a hallucination. Like, no matter what, your the 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 other person is going to be more exciting and more exotic, and they pay attention right. to you in different ways. And that's not to say that you should necessarily always stay with the person that you're with. Yeah, but just just date like be committed to one person at a time, or just don't be committed. It, it's yeah. also yeah, it's also acceptable. I think like a big pro- a big problem, and I would talk to Dan about this a lot, is that oh, the you know we used to date like our parents used to go on dates with several different people at the same time. And it wasn't like a shameful thing. It wasn't like, whoa, they're, they're girls in every area code. It was like, no, you're, you are courting. You're spending time with different people and figuring out who you, um, who you're going to be the best, like romantic business partner, right. with, which is what it used to be. But now it's, uh, it's like, well, I mean, were you swept up? Did you fall into that pool at the same time accidentally? And right. like, did you giggle and and have cake on each other's faces and then fall on the kitchen floor and you had batter everywhere and then you <laughs> wipe the batter away and then, but your husband's upstairs, but like, it's different. It's- <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No, that's very true. It's so different. And uh, I feel, well, okay. We had Thomas Middleditch on the podcast recently. Mm-hmm. And he asked us, or he asked Andy, like, how do, you, <laughs> how do you, like, keep from basically having having a wandering eye on all these, like, hot L.A. ladies? Yeah. And I was so taken aback, not, not like, ang- I was just, like, confused, because I'm like, what do you mean? Because to us, and to most people, I think, mm-hmm. maybe not, it, who are in serious, committed relationships, or, like, marriages... It's like your blinders are on. Like mm-hmm. there might be a hot, sexy girl, but I'm more likely to like point her out to Andy, or right. like I don't know. It's so yeah. You can turn it off. It is a choice. I yes. Guess. Yeah. People, I think, put too much power in like it. It was a, a, a beyond their you know facilities to decide not to do something or to do something, which right. isn't true. Can I tell you, I got cheated on. I just remembered this. Oh. My first love. I think I've been in love twice. This guy and my husband. Mm -hmm. So this, I lost my... uh, Keys to him. Keys to him. (laughs) Um, 
high school boyfriend, 16 years old. I was like heavily Catholic and I got really stoned one night and I like, I sat on his penis basically and I was no longer um, a good Catholic girl. (laughs) But luckily we got into a serious long-term relationship. He went to Notre Dame and before he left, I thought I was being like so mature and I was like, I want you, I don't want you to feel tied down because I know that doesn't work. And I thought I was going to marry this guy. Yeah. Um, but like, I just don't really want to hear about it, you know, which in my mind meant he would like go and kiss one girl and be like, oh, it's not Elizabeth. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and yeah. um, what happened was actually on like Valentine's Day that year, he called me and he basically had like slept with eight girls (laughs) wow and really went for it he really went for it (laughs) (laughs) and he broke our rule because i didn't want to know about it but he told me and i still this is how i i was so wrapped up you guys were staying together but you had kind of an open relationship was that on his end it was open on my i was like visiting him and right i was still in high school oh no you were the visiting girlfriend in college and going and such a bummer in hindsight being humiliated because everyone else knew that he was like not with me yeah but i show up thinking like here i am his future wife you know then i still went to visit him after i'm still staying with him like because I was so wrapped up in this idea of there being the one and blah blah blah. Yeah. And also in hindsight, like it would have been a disaster because he's not cool. Um, and I'm all about cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only into cool. Um, <laughs> no, he's very like Republican. So I ended up going to visit him, and during this visit, um. Girls can't stay in the Notre Dame dorms, and mm. the fire alarm went off. And he and it was it's these like huge old dorm buildings. And he tucked me under his desk and pushed a chair in, and oh. was like, "It's just a drill. I'll be back." Oh my god! Left. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting there stuck under a desk. Whoa. The fire alarm is like blaring. I start to hear firemen like tromping through the hallways yelling. And I'm still like, should I? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Should I get out? Wow. I stayed in the whole time. He came back. There was a fire. Oh my God. And wow. (laughs) That was when I was like, oh, I still stayed with him. I stayed with him up until my dad died. And then I was like, "Eh, I don't even have the energy, but he continued to cheat on me. I found out later, like actually this, he's married to one of the girls he like cheated on me with, which is great. They seem super happy and they have a ton of kids. (laughs) So anyway, yikes, but I should have, uh, probably, it's like how many times does something someone need to do something to hurt you until you're like, okay, this yeah. is yeah, many many times until you <laughs> you learn those lessons. I I visited. I had a boyfriend who was in college in New York, and I went out to visit him. Made my trip way too long, like ten days or something. Oh, too long. Um, Where are you from again? All over, like Navy Navy kid. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And so I was I was living in San Diego at the time, and I was I think twenty, and I flew out to visit him, and he had like he had bunk beds, and I slept on the floor when I would go to visit him or Why? that because he he was like it's too crowded in the bed so I would crawl up to the bunk the top bunk and we would like have sex or I would give him a blowjob or something and then I would crawl back down to the floor and sleep on the floor oh and I was just like well god. he's uncomfortable I mean it's fine oh <laughs> never <my> god <laughs> awful awful literally blew him and then crawled down to the floor <laughs> where are you Right should rightfully be. <laughs> Let's talk blowjobs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite kind of blowjob? Okay, can I actually? This is so disgusting, but no, please. Yeah, I, know, I, don't I don't know, know why I said can... it like that. No, no please, please. Get comfortable blowjob talk. Um, okay, I watched this really sad documentary called Horror's Glory. Uh huh. <laughs> but I learned just, the feeling that glory is ironic. Yeah, it is. It's really, I mean, it's terribly sad. But if there's silver <laughs> lining in it, I learned about this Frosty, which is funny because I told you, like, Andy and I wrote from your Frosty soulmate. Uh, yeah. So it's a blowjob with an ice cube. Okay, <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> and then you, when you're, cl- he's close, you, Put the ice cube up his butt. Whoa. And apparently the whore from Mexico said that it makes men bleed like a goat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you say it makes men bleed like a goat? Bleat. Oh, bleat. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said bleed like a goat. I was like, whoa, God. <laughs> it's like, kill men? <laughs> bleed oh like a goat? Oh, God. Anyway. He just starts bleeding from his eyes. I I oh. gave it the I gave it a go. <laughs> How'd it go? Um, I mean, it was it was like very much a novelty thing, but I sort of feel like doing things like that are fun for a mar- like you know five years married or whatever. Like, sure, sure. Wait, so so you you put in the so there's no you don't use the ice cube beforehand, but like right when it's about to happen, then you put in an ice cube. Well, we don't have ice in our freezer. So Andy was <laughs> attainable goal. like this huge bag of ice. Some year, 10 years together, you guys can get an ice cube tray. You don't have ice in your freezer. We don't. And so I, <laughs> I don't know why that's so, Listen, okay. you don't have a it's the final answer. frontier. We're <laughs> we're taking baby steps to like being grown ups, but I just took the ice from the bag. You give a blowjob with an ice cube in your mouth. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I didn't get like I didn't get anything fully up anywhere, but I got it just kind of in the vicinity. It was a little weird. I'm gonna be honest, but it's just kind of fun and weird. Yeah, Wait, is the ice too cold <laughs> on his penis? No, that's what's weird. Oh, that's okay, so that weird. is what is really weird, actually. <laughs> if you want to know, yeah, this is the stuff I find interesting. Um, it's really not. It's like hmm. your mouth is so hot that it kind of yeah, starts. It <laughs> <it> starts <laughs> high five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It starts melting, and then so when I say I didn't get the ice up his butt, I got it like sort of. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't even like looking, but. 
he and he did, knew it was going to happen, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, did yeah. You surprise him? No, okay. he did say, "This is I can't say it." Okay, yes, I'm going to say it. When it was done, he he didn't. It didn't feel cold during it. It just felt like intense, right? And but as soon as it was over, his butt was so cold, like the cold <laughs> then hit him, and he was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's so cold, my butt." <laughs> This is the first time we've done anything to do with the butt. <laughs> oh my god, what am I saying? I just wanted to say to us this was more like of a like a crazy adventure. Yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's not beautiful, Aaron. It's beautiful. <laughs> frosty yeah. soulmates. We are frosty soulmates. <laughs> It's very sweet. Oh my god. Hmm. Hey guys, commercial. Uh, How are you? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, If you haven't already, please go to iTunes and review the podcast. That would be awesome. Makes us look cool. And I appreciate the reviews. Also, um, This Feels Terrible now has its own Twitter. So you can follow us at uh, This Feels Terrible. Or, I'm sorry, the handle is at Feels Terrible. So follow us there. Also, if you donate $10 to the podcast, I'll send you a postcard. And if you donate $50 to the podcast or more, I'll send you a painting. How can you do this? Go to feralaudio.com, click on This Feels Terrible, and click on the donate button, and I will send you some stuff. Also, you can go to, or you can email thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com if you have any advice questions. We're going to start start doing some advice questions on the show, so please do that. Also, uh, clean your kitchen. And I'm sorry, how old were you when you got married? 27. 27. Or 28, maybe? Yeah, I'm 33. It's been five years. Yes. Okay. Um, we met up when I was 25. Is it cool being married? I love it so much. Yeah. I what really are your do. favorite? What are your favorite things about being married? A lot of people say that it doesn't change anything. To me, I think I was like realistic and self-protecting before marriage. So, um, like, we lived together after we got engaged, but I still, still wouldn't like let myself fully commit to like dreaming for the two of us or like both of us are weighing in on everything because there was Mm -hmm. still a part of me that was like if we were to you know and when we got married I like fully surrendered to we're like a total team and I love it I love that I love having like having someone who has my back I love like we've gotten so much better about communicating with each other which is fun like I like it I don't know it's like a fun skill to have I like you know, gossiping with him, like going to a party and on the way home, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> this person said this to me. Can you believe, you know, whatever. Yeah. Do you think that marriage is for everybody? No, no. Yeah. I kind of feel like there's some people that like their career, there's an ease to like shit happening for them and it's not me. And I'm actually grateful for that. I feel like I've like created stuff for myself because it hasn't really come easily for me yet Mm. and then in relationships for some people it comes really easily which I'm lucky it has I mean now I can say that I've been in relationships where it wasn't obviously but 
Um, and I, but I don't feel like, I mean, everyone doesn't want everything. Like, sure. I mean, I feel like I, I'm not weirded out at all. If people are like, I'm not into marriage. I don't want to be married. I want to be single. I want to just have a partner and not get married. Like I get all of it, but for me, I really, I like it. Um, we have some emails. Okay, here we go. And intro. Uh, my brother's birthday is Valentine's Day, and I've been single most of my life until college where I met my, at the time, future wife. So I never put a lot of importance on the day. This has been frustrating for girlfriends, but I've always been upfront about it. When I was still in my teens, <laughs> 17 to 19, I can't remember now, I was dating a girl mostly on the rebound. My friends had tried to warn me off this girl, but I wasn't going to refuse the offer. Interesting. So few girls had come my way by that point. We were dating for a little while and it became apparent that she was infatuated with me and that she was way more of a drama queen than I was prepared to deal with. She was obsessed with me with taking my virginity. My best friend told me about a suicide attempt at another friend's funeral. We'd fought a lot and it didn't really feel like we were good for each other. So I decided that I had to break up with her. It was Valentine's Day and I was avoiding her. I had nothing planned and I was working out how to break up with her. Then she called and asked me to come over. I knew that there was no way to get out of it, so I decided to suck it up and get it over with. She invited me in, we watched TV for a while, and every show was bringing out its Valentine's Day special. Eventually, she wanted to make it out, make out, sorry, Uh, at which point I had come out with it. I said something along the lines of, I can't love you the way you want me to love you or something. That's when she lifted her shirt to show my name burned into her side with a red hot paper clip. Hot. I know. (laughs) I wouldn't believe it either, but I saw it with my own two eyes. So then there was the relationship ending fight. She threw me out of her house and that was that. I still don't think the fact that it was Valentine's Day would have made much of a difference one way or or another. She burned my name into her skin. I had to get out. I think if I had considered the power of the holiday, I would have broken up with her in January. (laughs) So that's my not very funny Valentine's Day story. If you could avoid saying my name on the air, that'd be great. Who knows if she listens to this podcast. Thanks for the show. Um, And I'll make up a name. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, (laughs) that was was from Rick. Um, Um, That's crazy. Okay, can we just first of all put out there that a suicide attempt at a funeral <laughs> to be not your day, man? That that's is like a that's like an engagement at a wedding. Yeah, that's a big no no. I'm gonna say if it's yeah. possible to make a suicide even more of a no no than your standard <laughs> run of the mill suicide, or is it even better because then every everyone's in the same place and it's kind of like, well, all right. I guess we were already grieving. I guess it is sort of, it's a little bit more thoughtful than your run of the mill suicide for convenience because. Well, what's the biggest bummer about a suicide? Not understanding why someone did something. If they do it at a funeral, then there's like a built in explanation. That's true. There are not that many questions, but. Right. Everyone kill yourselves at a funeral. I don't know. It kind of is, is is kind of taking the funeral person's shine off of like <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Everyone's celebrating one person's life and then they're like, Well, I mean, let's talk about uh Liz. Let's talk about her life. Um, That's crazy. That's very it's hard for me to process sentences like that because they're so loaded with uh tragedy. It doesn't feel real. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I believe it. I, I don't no, know. No, yeah. I have no reason not to. 
That's, yeah. Uh, Burned into her side. Yeah, Um, people are crazy. People are crazy. Okay, so advice email. Vivian. Here we go. Uh, Would you like to read this? Yeah. Okay. Dear Aaron, I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I'm going to skip this, but it's very nice, and you should read it later. (laughs) Okay. Here's my situation. Uh, I'm a 23-year-old guy who's never been able to keep a relationship for more than two months. None of them ever really reached the point of us calling each other boyfriend-girlfriend, and I've never really fallen for a girl or said, I love you. I think my biggest problem is lack of confidence. This has prevented me from asking out a lot of girls and likely led to get involved with the wrong kind of girls. Anyway, I recently moved to a new city for grad school and decided to try online dating. I'm currently dating, I guess that would be the best word, a girl I met online. We started seeing each other right after New Year's, and we've only been able to see each other once a week. So basically, it's been eight weeks, eight dates, each lasting a few hours, and each with the occasional intense makeout sesh. We still haven't had... He said session. I don't want to put that on him. (laughs) We still haven't had sex, though. She asked me to get tested, and I gladly did, never pushing her for sex. Although this girl was very shy at first, she has opened up. I've discovered that she's sweet, very intelligent, sexy, and funny. I think she could be the first girl I fall in love with. I can't say I'm in love right now, but I'm very smitten. The problem is this. Just a few weeks before she started seeing me, she broke up with a guy who she had a serious three-month relationship. Her word, serious. I asked her if she was ready to start dating. She said yes, and I've also asked if she would be cool with making out our dating mutually... Oh, our dating exclusive... She said yes to this, too. I also asked her if I am just a guy to help her get over her last boyfriend. She said no, saying she likes me. When we're together, we also seem to have fun. She's attentive, and she has already introduced me to her brother and some friends. However, her shyness, reservedness is causing me anxiety. My big fear is that I'm way more enthusiastic about having a potential relationship than she is. Basically, I send one to two texts a day to her just to see how she is doing, telling her a joke, etc. But I feel like she never initiates a text or phone conversation. Also, I've never been able to get her to see me more than once a week, even just for a coffee or to talk. I always feel like I have to be the one that gets the ball rolling. I sort of brought this up with her, and she says she's busy or nervous, or that I never give her a chance to initiate. To give her a chance, I did not text or phone her for two days. She never did anything. I feel like this relationship is somewhat one-sided. I realize she just got out of a serious relationship. I don't want to push her or make her feel pressure, but I really do like her. Am I expecting too much? If so, how do I deal with my feelings? I've never felt this way about a girl before. Um, Are there some questions I should ask her? What do you think I should do before I get hurt? Or do I wait it out a little more and let her get more comfortable? I would like maybe pump the brakes like if you're starting to feel that it's one-sided, I've had to do this in like friendships and stuff like other mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Pump the brakes. Don't send as many texts. Like give yeah. her a little space. I imagine that she will come around and you can feel more comfortable. Like I feel like every relationship, someone moves faster than the other person. Yeah. Especially at the beginning. That's yeah. the first thing I thought when he was reading that out. Like that's very normal. That's, yeah. that's always how things are. It's very imbalanced in the beginning. Yeah. 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 So um. yeah I would just like try to give it a little more space and be patient also I wouldn't be too hung up on the serious relationship thing like it was three yeah. months yeah you guys have been dating for eight weeks you know <laughs> I don't know totally well and I, I, would, I would say focus on your own 
focus on yourself, focus on your own pursuits. And also, like Elizabeth said, don't don't worry about that previous relationship. Certainly don't bring it up because it is like on the same lines of something being a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you label something like you might put that in our head that that's the what's important going on. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Relationships are hard, especially when you start to like overthink or not that he is, but like, yeah, kind of look at everything like not, there's no relationship where everyone's moving at the same pace and mm-hmm. like, yeah. And yeah. at the very least you should get to have sex with her. It's been eight weeks, eight dates. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got tested. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if she's if she's an honest person, someone saying to you, I I, I think you should get tested, like that that means that she's serious about you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a that's a good sign, and it means that she's healthy. If she's an honest person, I'd say continue to have a good time with her, and. Uh, I agree with Elizabeth like maybe slow down a little bit or like try to try to stop like focusing on this idea of a relationship you might just have this thing in your head or like this idea that that something's wrong and it's possible that it's that nothing is wrong but also still be you know aware maybe maybe try again to make her make the next move but also if if someone is worth it and i say this to men especially like if a girl is worth it like she will want to hang out with you you being interested in somebody shouldn't deter someone from hanging out with you like you shouldn't have to be shitty to a girl for her to like you oh no yeah so don't do that don't be don't be shitty but you're you're also like you're going you're going to be fine as far as like never being in love with anybody like don't put a put any pressure on yourself in that way like you're fine you're perfect it's, it's yeah. gonna be fine you're gonna you're going to fall in love maybe it will be with this girl maybe it will be with other girls a cat. maybe it will be with a cat <laughs> I'm just kidding or a wall have you seen that taboo no <laughs> the taboo about uh people who are in love with inanimate objects one of them being a wall hey whatever floats your boat yeah or holds your house up <laughs> i mean you can also you know, it sounds like you've talked to her already. When you ask her questions, I would avoid um, giving her answers with the questions like, are you doing oh, this because right. this previous relationship? Just ask her, like, are, are, we, are we on the same page? Think, or? I don't even think you need to have the are we on the same page at this point. Like, right. It is very early. Yeah, space, just hang out. Yeah, see what yeah. happens. And like then if you give her space and you're literally never hearing from her, I think then you could be like, hey, yeah, you know what's going on. But I think at that point, you probably have a good idea about it. But I wouldn't be like, it's two days. And now I'm back to texting her three times a day. And yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, this has been a very meandering podcast, but thank you so much for being on it. We we'll see if there's for another. Me. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. That was the show, everybody. Um, again, please listen to Totally Lame. Go to totallylame.com. Elizabeth also does a, a daily poem of the day, which is excellent. You can find that on her Instagram. She's all over the place and is hilar- hilarious. 
Um, also, huge announcement. <laughs> Dustin and I just decided that we we're doing this thing. We're going to do a monthly funniest donation amount contest. What does that mean? That means that you can go to feralaudio.com and donate money. Um, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm obsessed with what the funniest number is. We're going to look at all the amounts from the month. It could be two cents. It could be a million dollars. It could be, let me get more realistic amounts. It could be $2.77. It could be um, $62. The rules of uh, will still apply as far as like donating over $10. I'll give you a postcard. If you donate $50 or more, I'll make you a painting. But the winner of the funniest amount which could very well be under $50, I will send you a, uh, a care package. And it's going to be a classic Hollywood package with a signed shitty headshot and um, maybe also a painting and a letter and maybe a cookie and like a piece of paper with kisses all over it. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But funniest amount contest. We'll announce your name on the air. You'll feel super special. Please send your funniest amount to uh, feralaudio.com. Donate there. You follow me on Twitter. Um, Stay true to yourselves and clean your kitchen. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com giveback for more info and eligibility.